Hello, 49er fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is brought to you by the 49ers Paradise Store. Be sure to check it out for all the latest 2006 merchandise. Now that the season is underway, there will be a whole host of new merchandise, and you can check out the latest additions to the store by clicking the link right underneath Countdown on the main page. Right now, we're 26 days and a few hours away from the first game of the regular season in 2006. But before we get into rehashing the 49er questions, I do want to draw your attention to the multimedia tab on the main page of 49ers Paradise. This section has been really, really updated um, on a regular basis, more so than I was ever anticipating actually when I launched the redesign of the site. And um, some stuff that you'll want to check out in there. There's some great recent interviews with Kevin Barlow. There's uh, literally, you can watch the 49ers game quarter one, quarter two, quarter three in video over the internet. And there's a whole host of other videos that you'll want to check out too. And uh, if anyone finds a link for quarter four, I'll be happy to put it up. Just really encouraging you to check out the multimedia tab on the main page of 49ers Paradise because... Man, if you want to listen to the 49ers talk or if you want to watch videos of them, that is the place to get everything you could possibly want with that regard. All right, so I have one question here, and uh, it's concerning Jeremy Newbery. Uh, Jason from Denver asks whether or not I think Jeremy Newbery will ever be able to play again, and um, actually if I think the 49ers might put him up on the trading block if he becomes healthy again, uh, similar to what happened with Montana or Lott or Craig. And my answer is I do think Newbury will make a play, or try and play rather, next season, and I think he'll be healthy enough to play. But I do not think he will re-earn his starting role in San Francisco. Unless Eric Heitman or David Boss are not ready to go after this season, I would find it, unfortunately for Jeremy, very, very hard to believe that the team would mix with the chemistry being established there and the younger players to put Newbury back into a starting role. Now, that being said, I know that Jeremy has also mentioned his desire to start and his uh, potential for retirement once he can no longer start. So I don't know exactly how this will play out, but I do think that there is a possibility that the 49ers will give Jeremy a chance to start for a different team in the league because of the service that he's done for the 49ers. Now, I would hate to see him leave. The guy is an absolute warrior, an amazing on- and off-field presence, and I really would hate to see him leave. But I'm not so sure he'll be happy in a secondary role with the team. Now, I also know that I would love to see Jeremy come in and help out on the offensive line coaching because I think that if he can help coach that line, that would be a serious asset to this team because he really is the only holdover from the uh, Bob McKittrick, Pat Morris era. So that being said, I'm hoping Newbury can recover quickly and uh, hoping the Niners will be able to utilize his talent next season. The next question I have here is from David in Sacramento. 
Now, David asks if I think Vernon Davis had a poor showing given that he didn't catch a single ball in the first preseason game. And um, I was a little disappointed to see that as well. I thought he would be a bigger part of the offense, but I was very encouraged with the blocking that he displayed. And I uh, have to wonder if the 49ers really wanted to get him more of the blocking reps than the receiving reps. Maybe the team knows exactly what uh, he is as a receiver, and they really wanted to see how he could hold his own as a blocker. And uh, he certainly did his job, and so I'm not disappointed with him. I'm hoping the team will work him into the offense completely, because I think that that gives the team an amazing threat. But I'm not uh, ready to say that he's a bust yet. I mean, it's only been one preseason game, right? And um, I don't even want to begin to think about that yet. I do think the team will indeed work him into the offense a little bit more as time goes by. But certainly blocking was his weak point, and if the team is concentrating on getting that part stronger, I'm okay with that too. So, the 49ers' first preseason win this season and the first preseason game against the Bears was huge news for the team. The team played well across the board. Um, Offense and defense, particularly on the first strings, really did a nice job. But that is pretty much secondary news already, with the team trading Mike Rumpf to Washington. Now, the Redskins have uh, been in need of defensive back help, and they contacted the 49ers. And uh, Mike Rumpf sort of didn't have such a great first preseason game, and so the team dealt him. And um, I'm not so convinced that this was the right move for the 49ers, but time will tell. And uh, what the team did do is they acquired another receiver from Washington in this trade. Um, His name is Taylor Jacobs. He was a former second-round pick, hasn't done much in the league. Um, 30 catches and 315 yards in three years. Really nothing to write home about. Now, Mike Rumpf hasn't exactly had a stellar career, but I would have thought he would fetch more than that. Uh, Maybe a conditional pick or something along with uh, the receiver. So I'm a little, I guess, perplexed with the acquisition and the trade. I also think that the 49ers did have some depth at cornerback, so trading one of them wasn't too far out of an idea. But unless they really were not impressed with Rump in the preseason, I or training camp also, I'm a little puzzled by the move because I think that the team finally has some depth at that position, and now they've basically taken an axe to a lot of that depth. I think Rumpf may not have started this year, but certainly gave the 49ers a bit of flexibility in terms of how they play the defensive backfield, and he could certainly come in and start if, uh, you know, injury plagues one of the top two cornerbacks. So I was a little perplexed with this move. I'm still not 100% sure I'm on board with it, but hopefully this Taylor Jacobs can show the team something. Um, I'm, I know the team is a little weak at the receiver position, but I also don't see, I could be wrong, of course, but I don't see Jacobs as being the type of player who's going to turn that around. Um, I don't think he's going to beat out either Brian Gilmore, um, or Brandon Williams. So, you know, to acquire a fifth, a fifth string receiver, maybe, considering Jason McAdley's having a pretty decent offseason, um, to acquire a fifth or sixth string receiver in place of a third, maybe fourth string cornerback does not seem like a good move for this team. And uh, I really, I really, really just have to wonder why. Um, 
and hopefully there's more to it, or maybe they saw Rumpf as not really being that talented based on his one preseason performance. But I, I'm disappointed, to say the least, because I think Rumpf could have helped this team, if not in a starting role, in a secondary role, and I'm not so sure that Jacobs will even see the field. So unlike when we traded Woods for Sammy Davis, I think this was um, a step in the, I shouldn't say wrong direction, but I'm not at all convinced that this was a step in the right direction. Um, that's pretty much my take on Mike Renth. Now, getting back to the positive sides of things, I was very impressed with the preseason game. I thought Alex Smith ran the offense much, much, much better than I was anticipating, actually. And uh, he's not where he needs to be yet in terms of what I hope he'll turn out to be. But he is a lot better than he was last season. And I know this is only a preseason game, and I know offenses and defenses are still not fully planning for each other and still fairly vanilla. But against the first-string defense, he did a decent job. There's no doubt that having a couple weapons like Antonio Bryant and Eric Johnson back on the field were very, very big additions to this team. And so I think that the team in general really played better. Um, the offensive line gave Smith the time to throw. Frank Gore really picked up uh, right where he left off. Kevin Barlow got uh, knocked out with a bit of an injury. Hopefully he'll be okay. But uh, Gore certainly looked every good, every bit as good as he did last year. And with an improved offensive line, it should only, only help him improve further. On defense, I still think a more consistent pass rush is needed, but I was a little happier with the cornerbacks, and the, the linebackers played okay. Um, I was hoping to see a little bit more out of uh, Manny Lawson than I did, and a little bit more out of Paris Harrelson, but um, for now it's okay. They are, seem to be moving along um, and progressing. I would say that the first string, both offense and defense, are pretty decent. Um, the team still lacks depth at a whole lot of positions. Um, and that depth is going to become a bigger and bigger issue as players continue to get ba banged up. So just a couple of notes on injuries. Adam Snyder, the tackle slash guard, um, he's been strained his bicep and has missed some of practice. It is just a strain, though. Maurice Hicks has an ab abdominal strain. Um, they both may not play on Sunday against Oakland. Um, TJ has not practiced since Friday. He has a concussion. Kevin Barlow's thigh, Joe Nedney's ankle, and defensive end Jerry Dillo um, have returned to practice, which is good news. Now, Derek Johnson has a hurt toe and B.J. Tucker a hurt ankle. Both of those defensive backs are um, still sidelined and may not play this weekend. Obviously, Derek Johnson and B.J. Tucker are guys who can um, will be counted on that secondary, especially with Mike Rumpf out. Beyond that, I really, really was impressed with Delaney Walker and Marcus Hudson. I think both of them really, um, really did a good job for the team. And, uh, of course, Michael Robinson was tremendous at the end of the game. So um, those three rookies really impressed me so far, and hopefully the rest of them will pick up a little bit. Um, like I said earlier, I wasn't overly impressed with either Manny Lawson or Vernon Davis, the two first-round picks, but... Hopefully they will be able to grow into playmaking players and not just average players um, because the Niners did spend some high picks on them. And uh, it was overall a very well-played game, good clock management, good coaching, good plan, good execution. 
uh, a few penalties, but overall uh, quite well played, and I was happy to see that. Now, this team has to find a way to stay healthy because the depth simply is not there yet. And if it can stay healthy, they may be a decent club this year. And uh, at the very least, they're going to continue to be an exciting club to watch. And uh, I know that I can't wait for this weekend's game against the Raiders. So that's all for this time. Until next time, be sure to check out 49ers Paradise. It is being updated around the clock these days like never before. Tons and tons of stories. Also, be sure to call in to the 49ers Paradise podcast show or email in your questions to call local from San Fran, 415-354-1083. Press 1 and dial 1-747-628-7149 and the number sign to be connected to the 49ers Paradise voice box and leave your take on the Niners. Of course, you can always email your questions or comments or sponsor a show just by writing to podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb. Net. And there are tons of other local U.S. calling numbers from throughout the United States. Just click the phone link at the top right-hand side of 49ers Paradise's main page. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, have a great 49ers week. Only just begun.